Super Sentai Retrospective. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, my name is Dan. My name is Freddy. And we are, we watched some shows today. We watched a lot of shows today, but we're yeah. going to discuss three of them. Because of all the note taking, because there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot that happened in this block of Z-Ranger. Get ready. Get your handkerchiefs out. Mm-hmm. Because we're here. We're going to do some, some crying towns before the jumbo jumbo happens. Yeah, the, let's go to Sadville <laughs> and talk about, was this one Blaze Burai with Bla- two exclamation yeah, points? Yeah, two exclamation two points. Two exclamation points. For double the seriousness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blaze Burai. And we're back on the rickshaw, or basically kind of like recapping him being on the rickshaw with Def pulling him. Yeah. And he sees the boy waiting. and that's, He wants to know what that boy's doing. Yeah, who is that boy? And, oh yeah, that's right, Dragon Caesar's attacking the city. Yeah. Rangers don't know why. I mean, we we got an idea why. The audience has an idea why, because there's a certain butthole that can uh, change into... Dora Fake. Yeah. Uh, Dora... Dora Fake. Oh, yeah, Dora, Dora Gunsaku. Gun yeah, the... Dora Gunsaku, so Dora Fake. But yeah, he... So Dragon Caesar's attacking the city. Uh, the Rangers summoned Daijujin to... They're like, what are you doing, Dragon Caesar? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, they can't control him, so they summoned Daijujin to fight him. And we get a Daijujin and Dragon Caesar fight. Well, you know, seemingly a Dragon Caesar fight. Uh, Barai is still in... He's still in... Clofo's house. Which we learn right now is now called the Timeless Room. Yeah, the Timeless Room. He only had... What? Two hours. The next time he leaves, right, it's two hours? Four hours. It's four hours? Yes. Okay, so the next time he leaves us So, room, in the last episode... Yeah. We were told 40 minutes. Which... which Four hours to live, yeah. Oh, so four hours, okay. And yeah, uh, four he's hours never going to gonna be able to come back. Yeah, I don't have that written down. But I feel like that's right. Yeah. He can't come back. But anyway, that kind of gets a little muddled, and so, if that's the case. They're like, we need to call Barida. Yeah. To calm down Dragon Caesar. Barai Br- hears Caesar in the Timeless Room. Yeah, he, he hears, hears Geki's calls, he hears Caesar. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Bandora's palace where she, once, once she's kind of like doing a divining thing yeah. with a map and a little Bandora scepter. Mm-hmm. And she says once he's comes out of the Timeless Room, they'll know the location of it. Yeah. And she's her plan is to go there, destroy the Timeless Room. He can't return, so he's donezo. Yeah. Just done. They like Yeah, so we, this is like a real devious scheme that she's like, No, we're we're getting mm-hmm. rid of this dude. We're killing Barai. Yep. And he he falls for the trap. He comes out and then we hear this new song. Yeah, I called the, it the Caesar lullaby. It's basically that's what it is. Because he he plays a soothing song to try and soothe uh, Caesar because he thinks that's the real Caesar. Yeah. After it doesn't work, he tries to summon Caesar, and the real Caesar comes out of the water. Yeah. And so uh, we get a Caesar on Caesar <laughs> battle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but Dora Fake at this point, uh, after getting getting a little worked over, reveals himself, and now we know. That... And then he turns into Goryuzen. Yeah, he turns into Goryuzen. Um, Band- Bandora attacks the the, t- the timeless room, and Barai has to. Uh, um... Yeah. So Geki says, "Barai, get back to the room," and he can go back to the room. Yeah, which is weird because we've already been told can't go back to the room. Maybe was there something? I I feel like nothing against Shout Factory, but sometimes the subtitles are a little wrong because we're just finding out that it's called the Timeless Room. Yeah, uh, we've been calling it Clotho's House because we don't know what it is. Yeah, and that's just kind of our naming scheme for yeah. things. Yeah, Goldar's House, Clotho's House. You know how it do. Yeah, uh, House Fight. Yeah, <laughs> House Fight. Uh, Barai confronts. Uh, Bandora inside the timeless room. She appears on her bike and she says, "Now you know. Now it's too late. I'm going to destroy the room." And... Which? Why are you telling them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she's boastful. You know, she she want, when whenever she has the deck stacked, she wants to boast about it. She yeah. wants to be like, "That was my plan. It's working. Suck my butt. I'm on my way to destroy the timeless room. I'm a witch. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> so she comes to the room." Like lightnings the place. Barrage shows up. They actually have a fight. This is like we've never, ever, 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 ever seen this. Yeah. Which is Bandora slash Rita fighting a ranger. Yeah. She kind of just moves out of the way and blasts him. Yeah. He, he's getting juked. And then knocks him down and kind of holds him down with the staff while she blows everything up. And he gets ejected from the room. Yep. Right before that, his uh, candle kind of floats away because yeah, Clotho is keeping it. Yeah. Um... So in, let's see, we get we get another rickshaw sequence, or the we get the rickshaw sequence replayed to us. Yeah, and we get further information because Bri has like a little vision when he's knocked out of the room that the kid is the next in line because Def says he is waiting for his. Yeah, yeah, he is waiting to travel to the Deadland or whatever it's called, the uh, Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead, and, and the don't they call it like the Eternal? place or something anyway it, it's got like six names yeah again the subtitles might be off uh death's house um <laughs> so so now Bri, he's more concerned this is kind of the theme with Bri. yeah you know from a few episodes ago we knew that he'd rather spend the time he had saving other people than being concerned with, him, with himself he's yeah. a selfless guy the only thing he, he's concerned about as far as what he wants to do is to spend time with his brother and, Which, the, and the rest of the Z-Rangers. He really hasn't done because he's been hiding from death. And, yeah, like, it, that's what I was talking about before. It's really, I think that's really beautiful. I really like that, that, like, you could be fearful of death. You could be fearful of life and not live it. Yeah. Or you could just do it, baby. You know, like, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. You know, and I like that a lot. I really do. I really like Bri's whole pathos, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so find so Bri goes looking for the kid. He finds the kid up. They're like, I'm going to say they're playing soccer. Right? They're doing something. Like, he finds the kid. Yeah. The kid's name is Kota Matsui. Um, <laughs> he, he's the dream child. He's the child he sees in the dream. Uh he he sees it and he reveals that he's a Z Ranger. Well, like first he like comes up to the kid and he's like, "Kid, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, what's, like, what's, what's wrong? What's, yeah, what's happening with you?" Because he and knows he... the kid's gonna die, or he like that's the premonition is this kid's gonna die. 
And the kid's like, come on, dude, get away from me. You're and, weird. Yeah, and he's like, I'm a Z-Ranger. And then he's like, you're Z-Ranger. And then he reveals that he's, you know, Brian, the, the green Z-Ranger. And the kid is a giant mark for the green Z-Ranger. He's like, where's Dragon Caesar? Yeah. Get him out here. <laughs> I love Dragon Caesar. Brian, now he can't go back. Might as well just kind of, you know. He leans into it. He's like, yeah, man, come on. Let's do this. Let's call Dragon Caesar. Yeah, <laughs> they ride on top of him. Yeah, they. He's like, yeah, he's on top of the head, and like, and kids like make his tail move, and the <laughs> tail moves. Does he do a cool pose? And he does a cool pose, like his, like he gets pupils in his yeah, eyes. Yeah, he gets yeah. kind of cutie real quick. That was awesome. Um, all the while, Barza is is back at Barza's house. <laughs> and, he's in and Barza's basement. Barza's yeah, Barza's bargain. Barza's bargain basement or Barza's basement of bargains. Whichever, we'll figure it out. That'll be you know, a t-shirt. This is all, this is all being uh, workshopped as we speak. Always always on the dollar. Uh, so he finds, he's going through his books. He's got a lot of books, all at bargain price. Um, and he finds a cure for Barai. Yeah. There's an elixir. There's an elixir in the... Hold on. It's in the land of the gods. Yeah, the, the sacred land. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like... It's an eternal fountain somewhere in the land of the gods, the sacred land. And so he prays to the gods, he prays to the beasts, and the beasts answer, and they take away the dino bucklers. Yeah. They take away the dino bucklers, and, the, the well, um, almost the rangers, but it, actually just two of them, Gosh and Dan, get transported to the, to the sacred land. To yeah, the, they the were chosen the for the quest. They were chosen for the quest, while the other three are basically left on earth to try and deal with this because now that now uh bandora knows that they don't have their dino bucklers they can't morph they can't call swords she knew that they were going to go after the elixir yeah she knew what the cost was going to be she's she's a couple steps ahead this whole game which is a always cool to see i I really do like that about bandora and this she seems she seems just as petty but she's a little more meticulous in her pettiness. Yeah. You know? She she does think this stuff out, which is appreciated, opposed to Rita, who's like, what do you mean I have to think further than making the monster big? Yeah, Rita's like, let's get the Rangers. Make the monster cool. Make it quirky. I want to see something I haven't seen before. If it goes sour, we make it big. Whatever, right? Next day. Yeah. Hey, they're <laughs> cleaning up trash? Send a trash monster down to make more. Okay? <laughs> I want but that a cool stop. trash monster. Yeah. I don't like happiness. What are they doing today? Theme a monster to that. <laughs> if you don't got one, just send a turtle with a stop sign or a stoplight on its back. Yeah. I don't care. Get get on it, Finster. You know, she's she's very petty. I would say Reed is more petty, but Bandora, uh, <laughs> I appreciate. You're, the thought she puts into her You're place. meticulously petty. Yeah, meticulously petty, which is which is great. So no dino bucklers. So she sends down a uh, Dorfake to attack as Goryuzin and just cause all kinds of butts and farts. And this is kind of a theme of Well, I mean, no, the, we're gonna talk about this again in the next episode. As soon as the zoo rangers do something like as soon as it seems like the zoo rangers aren't on the up and up yeah the, the world turns, turns against them immediately like there is no there's no rationale to this it's just like 
oh well the the Zords are attacking. This can't be the this can't be the works of some the evil, evil witch. witch that's been terrorizing for the last year. This 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 is, has to be it. This is finally the other shoe has dropped. The Zeo Rangers are against us. So they so the remaining Rangers, the ones that aren't the Sacred, which is Geki, May, and Boy, get sent down and immediately are attacked by humans <laughs> with rocks. Yeah, they just start throwing rocks at these. These poor kids, they're like, mm-hmm. we're not even up there. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Burai shows up in full green. And yeah. he calls on Dragon Caesar to fight fake Gor- Goryujin. Yeah. And the he, go, uh, sorry, Coda is there. Yeah. And Coda gets, uh, he's kind of like caught in the crossfires and he gets buried in some rubble. Yeah. Like a bunch of, a bunch of concrete falls on him. And, uh, Barza, excuse me, Barai is lifting, lifting off the rubble off him and like he's trying to reach him and he like the kid's all bloodied up and stuff like that. It looks pretty dire. It's like, and he's freaking out because he knows the kid is on, you know, he's the next in line to get killed, you know, or to yeah whatever, you know, whatever, whatever that dream meant. It was ominous. So he has, he has a uh, dragon Caesar help him out. And, I, and we were <laughs> talking about this, how Drake kind of just like, fits himself in between two buildings his shoulder knocks into one of them a little bit just and and we get a big old we get a big old hand coming down and picking a, up some rocks it's a big gross hand it is it is like it's that a, they had to make yeah uh picks up the rocks and uh so bri picks up um coda coda and now he's running off to get get him help and that's kind of left on a cliffhanger right there yeah where where what's gonna happen? You know how are we gonna stop this without Dino Bucklers? Is is Dan and Ghosh gonna be able to find the elixir in time? He only has at this time two hours. Two hours. Two hours. He only has two hours left now, and we go on to the next episode. So the next episode, which whew, gut punch of a name. Can let's not even say. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I won't even say what this episode is calling this itself not until we get to the the point of it so we we uh we start off with getting um a coda to the hospital yeah some critical care he's all wrapped up and stuff and barai is like trying to see him you know and uh his mother is like no it's your fault yeah get get, get away from him barai gives coda his coin his amulet his yeah. dragon amulet and and that now says, we hold on to it it'll give you life yeah um <laughs> He he has like a little moment with Geki outside, where he tells of his dream and he's why he's so worked up over this kid. And it it's cutting down to now one hour left to live. Yeah, um, D- Dan and Gosh end up finding the the fountain, which is beautiful looking area with like flowers and stuff. Look, I don't know where this park is, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's an, it's an amazing park. And they find this white statue in the middle, this armored kind of female figure. In one arm is like an urn-looking thing, and then in the other she has a sword. Yes. And there's like, the elixir must be in the container. So they go up to the container, and of course, you know, it's a statue. It comes alive, and it starts fighting. This is the guardian of the, of the elixir. Yeah, because um, Bandora's whole thing when they went there was that like, Look, they don't have their dino bucklers. When they get there, they have to fight a god. Yeah, they're not going to... Again, very, very uh, well-thought-out plan. This is actually... She's hit the... She wants to get rid of one ranger, and she's go- she's pulling out everything to do it. Yeah, this this plan is clicking, man. Um, 
so Bariah with his like kind of like last bit of time, he's like he he does the only thing he can, which is he commandeers Caesar because Caesar's like the only one that's around because no one no one has their Dino Bucklers and Caesar is already out and like uh, um, Gorskin Goryushin Goryushin, excuse me. Where's yeah? Because he still has the Dragon Dagger, right? Or, yeah, he still or, has the Zioskin. Zioskin, thank you. That's the name I was looking for. Yeah, so he commandeers Caesar, and while uh, he does my favorite thing, and he goes into the dra- he goes into the yeah yeah Caesar. he super jumps on top of the head, then he goes in in his warrior gear, not morphed because again no bucklers. He still has a buckler, but he gave his medal to. Oh right right excuse me excuse me yeah he did give the medal to um, to Coda. Coda. <laughs> There's a lot of names. Bear with me here. Um, but yeah, he commandeers Caesar, and Caesar is now fighting uh, the fake uh, Goryuzhin. And Geki Boy and May are down below fighting, of course, Golems and Griffizar because... Geki Boy May is my favorite song. Geki Boy May? Yeah. <laughs> that, that does sound like a trap song, you know, yeah. Geki Boy May. It's my favorite DJ Snake song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Geki Boy May, yeah. But Geki Boy May... They down there, and of course Griffizar and some golems show up because the everyone's working on a timetable here. And the more exasperated things are, the more the more they are drawn out, the better for uh, Bandora. The plan the plan has a better chance of succeeding. Um. So the, the when uh sorry sorry, so Gosh and Dan end up as a, as the times as the times ha. They, they're just doing the battle thing. And they're kind of getting worked over. And there's a point where they knock the urn from from the gods' hands mm-hmm. into the lake, and they're like, oh no, what did we do? But we have to go back just to the fight. We have to go back to this, because we're going to get spliced in fight footage. Yeah. But this is ultimately what happens, is that... Yeah, so... They knock the urn out of the hand. So Bri, Bri is losing in in Caesar. Yes, you know, Bri is losing in in Caesar because Faker is obviously a stronger form, the form he's taking. Yeah, and he gets knocked to the ground, and he does this kind of like this this shout to the gods. And Coda is kind of feeling it at the same time, and he says, "You can do it, Bri." And he's holding on to the metal. Yeah, and the metal turns green. Yeah, and and this it, golden energy shoots down and it like energizes Caesar. Yeah. And at the same time it brings about um the Dragon Ranger. Yeah, it bri- yeah, he morphs and also brings out uh Daisujin. Yeah. Because the Rangers because... are able to the Rangers bucklers are returned. So now not and not just the ones in this world too, because Dan and Ghosh get their get their bucklers, uh Geki Boy May <laughs> get their bucklers. DJ we're, Snake gets his Yeah, we're, we we morphin we get the Zords out, we get an ultimate fusion, and they uh, they handle... Yeah, but it's all instigated by Barai. He goes, Die, Zoja! Yeah, it's, it shows it, up. Like, he puts his hands on the, like, the, the glass, you know, like, like he's, like, wind to bust out of the cockpit. It's really cool looking. Yeah. Super high energy to it. When they make ultimate Daisyujin, the, it is, um, boy... Geki, Burai, May. And Burai is sitting in Gosha's seat. Yeah. And they call upon the ultimate attack. They do the whole hand motion for the 
Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, you were talking about like phone. how easy, how uh, clear it is to see them with with fewer numbers, so you yeah. can see exactly what they're doing. It looks really cool. They do. They end up doing the the Grand Banisher. Yeah. On Faker, he done. Um, His death is kind of anticlimactic for a villain that's been around for three episodes. I would say so. Yeah. He's he. he uh... Because I had to ask you if Faker died. Yeah. When we watched the next. I episode. guess because like, because the ending of this is what it is. It's, yeah. You know, it's going to take a backseat to it, the Faker's uh, death. So, as soon as they complete the Grand Banisher, Barai screams out in pain and disappears. Yeah, time is up. Yeah. Ghosh and Boy are able, like, after they morph and, they, and they're uh, able to defeat the Guardian, it, it falls into the fountain and then the goddess appears. Yeah. And she lets him know that it's basically too late. That Barai, Barai has already passed, and then Clofo appears and lets him know that even even though they were able to get the elixir, this is someone who has already died, and this is past. This is uh, beyond the gods' ability to do. Yeah, to, to save him. No matter what, yeah. he was dying here. Yeah, that's. It. But they said you can still give this elixir to the boy, and in doing so, save uh, uh, Barai's soul. Yeah. So she gives. Um, she gives Ghost. The elixir. Because Ghosh has been carrying around this little, like, this little, like... Crystal vial. Yeah, he... What, what's the name of that thing that you get at restaurants? Oh! I, we, asked we, already, that, we asked that woman a carafe. at Denny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, car, a carafe, right? Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. asked... Yeah, yeah Denny's, let's, you're right. Let's talk a little bit about Denny's and how I can get delirious at three in the morning when we're driving. Uh, we, we went to California, and we drove back in one day. Yeah, went to Long Beach. It was very insane. And Mm -hmm. on the way home, we stopped at Denny's, and we asked a woman what the name of the glass she was serving us out of was because we couldn't think because we'd been up for, like, 32 hours. Well, I I get that way about... That that wasn't the only time I've had that... where I've had this this, uh, episode where I need to know what the name of that was. Yeah. And so I was... I don't know. It just seemed... Like when we're sitting at the table, I asked Alex, and I asked Emiliano, like, "What is this? You know, what what is this thing called? It's like a it's like a French name for it, right?" And we were talking about it, and then she, f- I called it a juice vase. Juice vase. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, Gosh has a juice vase <laughs> that he's that he's holding. And that she, night, I had two milkshakes. And the eli- <laughs> yeah, uh, she she puts the elixir in the juice vase, and now they rush back to the hospital. Um. At the same time, is it at the same time that, well, we, in in Zoo Ranger fashion, they cut to a beach and Barai is washed up on a shore. Yeah. My thought was, why is this boy on a beach? Yeah. And Freddie brought up to me that if, in Zoo Ranger, if you have a problem, you throw it in the ocean. Yeah. If you're dying, just throw yourself in the ocean and you'll be fine. Yeah. What's, what's there to worry about? Yeah. You're out. So he's he's on a rock beach, like a gravel beach. He's got a little uh, like hermit crab. He's got a hermit crab already starting to eat him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Geki turns him over, and Barai says, basically his only regret that, or the only thing he really really missed out on doing that he wanted to do, which was to spend time with him, and the the rest of the rangers. But he said he was happy in that short time after the sleep that he had what he had yeah you know? this man no regrets i love this i i love this so much um 
But let's talk about the transfer power sequence and how amazing it was. Yeah, it was really sick. So he decides that he has no metal anymore. So he decides that he's going to pass the power on and he just becomes the Dragon Ranger. And he forces Geki's transformation as well into the Tyranno Ranger. Yeah. And he takes Geki's hand, he puts it on the shield. Mm-hmm. And he not only gets the shield, but he gets the armbands. Yeah. And then he hands him the Zioskin, and you see the power completely transfer into Geki. Yeah. And then both of them are just Geki and Burai again. Yeah. And it's it's really well done. Like for a like a kid show, you know? Yeah. This and is when Burai fades, it's like really emotional. Like you really feel like you lost a friend and then even though he hasn't really done he hasn't been with us much in the episodes. Yeah, for that's a good point, because he has he's had like the least amount of screen time. And they explain that away very well. There's a plot device for that. But for not having as much screen time, his character arc is probably like one of my favorites. It's like, actually other than Geki, it's definitely the most full arc a character's had. Yeah. Because I mean, in Super Sentai, it's about the Red Ranger. Barai like and Barai requests that um, that Coda get the get the elixir. Yeah. You know, and to just let him go, let Barai go. And when Barai uh, fades, it's really heartbreaking because it's Geki Boy May. Um, Boy and May are both uh, distraught, and Geki is uh, clenching the. Um, Dagger again, please. Geoskin. 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 Yeah, he's clutching his Geoskin and he's screaming out for his brother on that. But, like, he completely fades. He doesn't, like, just die and his body's there. Like, his body disappears. Yeah, he, he, and whatever. Geki's holding him or whatever, and he's gone. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a real chest punch. It's, yeah. it's, it's harsh, man. It's really sad, honestly. Uh, Coda is resurrected with. Yeah, Dan and Go show up and they give the elixir in the juice vase <laughs> to yeah. to his mom. She gives it to him and he immediately kind of like perks up. Um, he asks where Barai is and then he looks and the dragon metal fades. Yeah, it, it becomes green energy. Yeah, it, it yeah it dissipates and he's like they you know they know yeah. basically they know what happened. Um, probably my favorite thing that happens in this episode, and I think is beautifully done, is Barai is shown again on the rickshaw being carried by death, and Barai is calm. Barai, the, the only thing he says is, oh, it's a nice breeze. Yeah, he says this is a nice breeze. That's, that's freaking beautiful, man. Yeah. That's wonderful. Like, uh, he's, he's completely okay. He's, like, content, because he... He, he saved, you know, he, he saved Coda. He saved a, a young life as when he talked about, you know, the mother and child that they have, you know, a full, the, 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 the baby has a full life ahead of it. And this is what he wanted to do from then on was to make sure other people had full lives. Yeah. And that's what he did. That's what he gave to Coda. Yeah. He looks at the spot where he saw Coda in his dream twice. Yep. No one's there. No one's there. He gets a nice smile and leans back and lets death take him. Yeah. And death takes him. And it goes off into the horizon, but it stops being dark as it goes towards the horizon. And there's kind of like a, like a little like a sunrise. It's it's kinda. a blue light, but it's to say that he didn't go, and 
he didn't die for nothing. He died for a greater good. It's a real nice piece of symbolism. Yeah, he, it's no longer seen as the land of the dead. It, it, I believe it is called like the Eternal Land or something yeah. like that. Um, the episode finishes up with Geki playing, playing Dragon Caesar's lullaby at the sunset. Yeah, and, and he play. He's just crying the entire time. Yeah, he plays the uh, Zeusokan for. Uh, for Bri, he plays he plays a song on the like little uh, cliff sh- uh, shore cliff or cliff shore ship shore cliff cliff shore cliff shore. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You were right. You were right the first time. Okay. Well, I don't, you know. Yeah. No, it's all uh, good. it's all good, the, baby. The, yeah. So he's sitting there on the rocks and looking at looking out in the water, being real sad, and he uh, yeah he plays this song, and it's a really somber episode. It's beautiful. I really like that ending so much, but it is. They like I really do feel like this dude lost his brother. You know? Yeah, I really feel like they all lost a member of their family. Well done. This is like I'm really, really impressed. Honestly, really impressed. All right, and that was we didn't give you the name of the episode because the episode was called Bride Dies. Yeah, right there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they like, they make no like the, yeah. There's no uh, kick gloves on for it. It is Bride Dies, and that's that's what happens. But yeah. it's beautiful. It's really well done. So on to the next episode, the last episode in this little block, which is Live Again, Zeusokin. Which could also be called Sad Boy Dragon. Sad Boy Dragon. I like that. Yeah. The <laughs> what, what would be another one? Oh, oh man, I should have prepared something for this. Yeah, but we open up on a security guard at night, like he's kind of just walking the grounds in yeah. some like office building, and then Caesar shows up. And he's just kind of wandering around and, like... It was a real Godzilla moment. Yeah, he freaks out. He, like, falls back and he, like, runs away because Caesar just walked in between some buildings. Yeah, Caesar goes up into the countryside and he... It's a really cool shot because there's giant power lines, speaking of Godzilla, like, there's some... It was a very Godzilla moment. Yeah, giant power lines going on. And the the rangers show up and they're like, what's what's he doing? You know, he we, we, we gotta stop him before, he, you know, he causes any damage. And then the mountain... Well, no, he swings his tail. Yeah. He knocks out the power lines. He's like, what is he doing? Is he going to knock out the power to Tokyo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, yeah. And then the mountain wakes up. The mountain wakes up. It literally wakes up. We get introduced to Dora Antius, um, which is Cardiotron yeah. in Power Rangers. Uh, they, we, get a quick, we get a quick Zord sequence, yeah. and they wreck him. Where, like, Dragon Caesar wakes him up and kind of just grabs him and holds him. Yeah. So that they can slash him. Yeah. They deal with him real, real fast. He's, he gets destroyed. And they all, as, as um, the sun rises and dawn breaks, they all kind of celebrate. Because they all did, like, individual Zord attacks instead of, like, a, yeah, there, was no a, there, was no, there was no Dizugin moment. It was just individual Zords or individual beasts. And they all did their attacks, you know, which was pretty cool, like Tyrannosonic and stuff like that. And uh, was it Tricera lasers or? Yeah, they did the Tricera cannon. Tricera cannon, uh, Terra lasers, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Tiger slash. Tiger slash and and mammoth moth cold. Yeah, moth, moth cold. Moth cold. <laughs> uh, and they all kind of celebrate, and they're all like, "Yeah, you did it! Uh, you did it, Triceratops!" And uh, like, no, it was it was. Uh, pterodactyl that did it and they all keep trying to say like they were the cause of it and I, we like Ghosh because he's just like good job man because he knows he didn't do much yeah he's <laughs> just good job bud 
That's it. He's not going to try to take the, the glory for it. It's just, good job. And they notice Caesar's sad. Be Be, well, sad. they don't notice Caesar's sad because... Well, they notice Caesar isn't joining in with him. Mary, like, well, he's like, why, why isn't he celebrating? Well, Caesar, like, hears them celebrating everything mm -hmm. and feels like he's not being celebrated, so he walks away. Yeah. And they're like, okay. well, what's going on? Yeah. Well, what's happening with our big green boy? Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he wanders off. He's, he's having a, yeah. it's a bad day. So the, it cuts to Caesar standing, looking, overlooking the ocean and he hears the sad yeah, I song have, being I, played again. I have it as Lonely Boy Caesar. Yeah. Lonely Boy Caesar is out there, but looking at the ocean and he hears the somber song Yeah, and turns and he sees Barai running at him and he's like waving at him. Yeah, Barai's into flowers and stuff like no, that. No, this part is oh, he's running that? in the rocks. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, sorry. He comes down Jumping and going. when... Because I really like that moment. Yeah. When he passes the rocks, it's actually Geki. And Geki's kind of hard and cold in this one. He's like, it's time for you to forget about my brother. Yeah, he's... me now. He's taking a... Yeah, he's, he's taking a very cold approach to it. Just like, you know, like, don't... You got to move past it. That's it. Yeah. There's no time to grieve. We got we got work to do. Um, we jump to Bandora's palace where Bookbag and Tovag are like, "What? What are you doing? You know, why did like, we waste monster, that monster? That monster was wasted. Yeah. You're like what? And she just simply says, "Think I'd give up that easily? And that's all we get. I like it. Cool. Doesn't immediately give away what's going on. But then it immediately cuts to the resurrection of Dora Antios, and now he, instead of just being like this lizard mountain. He's got a spiked stomach. Yeah. Um, because Caesar is so depressed and so bummed out, yeah. he's apparently more vulnerable to spells. And that kind of tracks, honestly, because that's happened a few times in the in the run in the running of this show where Well, this is where we get your scene too. My scene? With the flower scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's being very reflective and he there's like a meadow and he sees he see he sees Barai in it and Barai is very uh, like he's waving at him and stuff like that and Caesar's in down in the dumps, man. Yeah, he's he's having a bad day. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he's not doing well. He's listening to some Smith Street Smith Street bands, some Spanish love songs, some just uh some uh Dashboard confessional. <laughs> some dash yeah, yeah, take take it back. Dashboard confessional. Oh man, dashboard confessional. I remember like that, that me. <laughs> so that was back when I was like a jaded little butt nut, you know, of a teenager. Yeah. And so if it wasn't my music, that music sucked, right? Do you think that he was playing that song just thinking about inside his cockpit? And he's like, your hair is everywhere. <laughs> Maybe, man. <laughs> that could, like, he has a sound system in there. Yeah, definitely. Who knows? Right. He only reacts to music. That's true. He does. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Um, let me find my place in my notes here. The susceptible to spells. Yeah. So because he's because he's bummed out, he's susceptible to spells, which I think is kind of like a running theme because this has happened before where, and even in a episode we'll get to next episode, which is when people are bummed, they're susceptible yeah. to the magic of Bandora. So Bandora casts a spell on him that kind of like binds him. Yeah. He's, he's like, he can move his legs, but his arms are like kind of, he can't move them. Like they're like, 
like he's cuffed, more yeah. or less. Yeah. Like and she says that she's going to turn him into a dinosaur doll, which I was like, what is this? And I was like, is this something that we didn't see at all? But no, this is stuff that we did see because yeah. it's... Yeah. So, Doran, like, after we get that cool shot of his heart in the grass and then the body parts being called back to it. Yeah. Dorantes returns, and like you said, he has like a spiked belly thing going on, so he he, he looks more tougher than he did. Um, he attack he you know he attacks as Dora monsters known to do. Uh, Lammy gives a nice little exposition of saying, ah, you know, he absorbs attacks, so the more fights he in, the stronger he gets. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um. So he. So Daisujin is called in to fight him in the city. Yeah. He pounces on Daisujin. And they decide that they need to call Caesar. Yeah. The, uh, Caesar is bound, though, as we know. He comes into the and he, like, he can't. Very late. And he can't Dan do what they, just... like, I like that he met, throws out, put him in a Nelson hold. Yeah. So he asked for, he asked for Caesar to put him in a full Nelson, which I loved. Um, but he, yeah, he, Caesar isn't doing anything. So they call down the Godhorn. And Dan is actually being very like hard on Caesar. He's like, we are calling you. You need to be here. Yeah. They call down the Godhorn while, um, Antaeus is on top of them. The Godhorn slices him as it comes down. They pick it up. They do the lightning cut. Before this, before the lightning cut, they cut him and they see that the mountains form on his, on his shoulders and he turns the mountains out and has them erupt, and they kind of shoot him gun-like. Oh, and they realize—that's when this they is realize. Prob- this is probably when I had my head down taking notes on yeah. all that stuff because I miss that. Yeah, they realize that uh, every time they attack him, that he's getting stronger because they cut his shoulder, and yeah. then he got he got guns on his shoulders. So they do the lightning cut on him. It cuts him to pieces, and Ghost says that was only temporarily. They know, you know, they know it's not going to last because they wanted to see. How to kill him. Yeah. Um, if the lightning cut would do it, it doesn't. He reforms stronger than before and stronger than before. Uh, and he has like horns on him and stuff like that. Looking pretty sinister now. Uh, he's becoming a big old bad boy. Um, they notice that it that it all reforms around this light. Yeah. So, so, so. Geki, in his most Jason moment. Well, no. They <laughs> like, they get back in. Yeah. Because they've also noticed that Dragon Caesar is bound. They they see the spell form around him, and they're like, oh, that's why he's not attacking. Yeah. Because he can't. But then Geki does the most Jason thing he could, which is jump inside that monster's mouth yeah. to fight that hard. Yeah. He, he's like, oh, we can't get it from the outside? Yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah, he jumps in there. He gets in a fight with the heart. The heart bounds him. Uh, wrap, wraps him up in his in his arteries and and uh, Geki holds up the uh, Zeus uh, Zeus Oaken Zeus Oaken I'll get it I'll get it I promise you you don't Zeus you don't have to get it because there's only seven episodes sure left. but I need uh, two episodes it's bothering after me, this like because I've been so good with the names and memorizing these names we're never having watched the series uh, Zeus Oaken he plays it while he's being like kind of constricted. And he's talking to him with, a, like, he's kind of, like, he's kind of projecting to him, you know? Just yeah. Like, I know you, you know, I know you can fight out of this, you know? Geki is with us, you know? He he pep talks him, basically. Wait, it's like, okay, he, man. He, his body might be gone, but he's always in your heart. Yep, yep. It's enough to break Caesar out of the spell. And we get a theme that we haven't heard. But 
as he breaks out of the spell, Geki powers up and yeah. takes on the dragon, the dragon armor. Yeah. And uh, in Power Rangers, it happens, and you're like, wow, that's amazing. When it happens in this, it's a huge moment, and they focus on some things that they don't focus on in Power Rangers. So he takes, he takes the shield, yeah. summons his sword, holds out the dragon dagger, and then it focuses on the buckler, and his, his buckler turns gold, which is one of the which things is, that, Yeah, which is something we've always noticed, you know, like in the show, that it's gold. Yeah. But this makes, this makes an effort to highlight that, 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 that that's... And one of the things that I said to Freddie while we were watching it was that I wish that he would have given him the buckler because it feels like the buckler has the power of the dragon. It has the power of the shield in it. That's why it's different. Yeah. And it's true because his buckler turns gold when he takes that power. It also also shows what is kind of, what is talked about in this, which is um, Bri isn't gone. He's with him. Yeah. Bri's spirit is with Geki and Geki... And uh, Geki is with Caesar, so it's it's really cool. It is a it is a nice touch, and it's appreciated that they they highlight the fact that the buckler it changes mm-hmm. with, along along with uh, along with Geki and getting all armored up. So he's two handed now. He's got the Zeusokin in one hand. He's got his uh, power sword in the other. It's just called the Tyrannosword. Tyrannosword. Thank you. Is Tyrannosaur in the other hand, and he's able to break free. Um, he then Cardiotron gets or Cardiotron, excuse me, the it, heart, the heart of Dora Antios. Yeah, the heart of Dora Dora Antios gets um, spit out. We have that awesome fight in the park. Yeah, where, and this music is so butt kicking. It's so awesome. It's, we got some horns in it. Yeah, it's. It's kind of it's theatrical. It's a little orchestral, but a little it, bit of city hunter kind of going on. It's it's but awesome. It, but it the theme highlights Dragon Caesar. So this is Dragon Caesar's theme because it's it's really cool. It really it's like I don't know. It's a very hype kaiju kind of theme. Yeah, you know I like it a lot. Uh, I hope I want. I'm gonna look it up later actually and just listen to it again because it's gnarly on its own. Um, Geki charges. We have that awesome scene that we talked about in Mighty Morphin, where he's charging at the heart with, with um, uh, Gears in one hand and the Tyrannosaur in the other hand, and he does a double slash on it. Yeah, just wrecks it. When that happens, uh, Dora Antius is stunned momentarily. Yes, and they, uh, they, they, you know, they get they grand banisher him. They get the ultimate fusion going, and they grand banisher him. And it's gnarly. It's hype. It's really cool. Episode ends with with Geki talking to um, to Caesar to let him know that you know that he understands and and Bri is with us. You yeah, know? like he he's still with us. His heart his heart and his spirit is with us. And yeah, like you you're basically letting know Caesar know that he's not alone. Yeah. So it's really it's really cool. It's, I. It's it's, it's been. What, it was a very, I won't say it's a tough block to get through. Yeah. But it's a block, it might be the most impactful block of episodes that we've ever talked about in this This Zero Ranger? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's draining, I'd say that, because it's a, a lot of emotions running high. Um, 
I think what's cool about this episode is that this episode is a closure mm-hmm. for it's not only like because yeah last wow something fun on my tongue that I had to pick off. So in the last episode. <laughs> When Bri dies, you know, it was really sad and we, we grieved a bit, but in this one, this was kind of like dealing with that. Yeah. And we get closure with it. And it's really cool that this episode served that, like, Caesar was us, you know? He was yeah. he was the he was the audience uh, analog or whatever, you know? It's, it's cool. It's really cool. Well done. Well done. Great block. Yeah, I enjoyed this. 10. I mean, this... Rangers don't die often. Yeah. So it was very, very, it was very emotional. It was very much an investment to watch these episodes. Yeah. And we've known it was coming for a long time. And it's still, it's still hurt. Yeah. Yeah. These were, um, these were moving out of my, my, um, my Velcro tied shoes onto shoelaces. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it was time to be a big boy, Freddie. Yeah. And there's a point <laughs> after I tied shoelaces. Yeah. Where do you remember those like rubber laces that came out for a little bit where you just kind of pulled them and then they had like a spring yeah. at the end and yeah, you just yeah. kind of intersect them? Yeah. 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 I moved on from tied shoes to those for a little bit. And then everybody realized that those were terrible, that you spent more time putting the the springs together than you spent not yeah. having your t- shoes tied. Yeah, well, I I just appreciate, I would appreciate if, um, if Velcro shoes were just more of a thing. <laughs> like it, They are, but it's 30 years down the line for each of us. You get issued a pair when you turn 60. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Man. government issue. <laughs> it's government issue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They have, yeah, I mean, they have your records. They send them out. You know, like, yeah, like, you, you know, think this, all this those guy taxes... just turned 60. He's... Yeah, that's what your taxes are for. They're to cover your government-funded Velcro yeah. shoes. Yeah. God dang it, I'm going to go to my... need to go to my 11 a.m. lunch, you know? <laughs> I do those now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, need, I, I need my, my Velcro shoes for that. <laughs> I need to get real comfy. I need to go complain at Golden Corral. Mm. Give me my Velcro shoes. What do you mean you're not serving dinner yet? It's four o'clock. And this is where we are going to call this one. Before we get started with our usual thank yous, I want to thank everybody at NYCC who hooked me up with whatever. I want to thank Ian for putting me up. You know, you're a good brother. Uh, Adam for putting up with me. Everybody that we met at Creator AfterCon that talked Power Rangers with me. Anybody that took a card on the show floor that decided to listen, big shout out to Ronnie and Markel from Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast. There's some good brothers doing their own show on all your podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe to them. And uh, the folks over at SourcePoint Press were putting on an amazing party at Scallywags Pub in New York City. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go get your own digital download of that, you can head over to rainer.bandcamp.com. You can also get yourself some Rainer merch and music there as well. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash powerplaythrough. 
for financially supporting the podcast, which is insane, and making sure that we can do this for you every week. Currently, we're doing VR Troopers over there, and uh, it's a fun time. If you want to uh, listen to some real shenanigans, because that's what that show is, head over to Patreon. Um, oh, I want to thank Danielle DiNiculo and Kyle Higgins over at Boom. Danielle, for doing the Shattered Grid art and uh, hooking me up with a Lord Dracon sketch. If you head over to mammothking.com, you'll see the post. Uh, in the post for the episode, I did put the art that Danielle did send over to me. Uh, it's incredible, and I can't thank him enough. Uh, that's all I got for you today. We'll see you on Monday with another Power Rangers episode. May the power protect you. shell into the chocolate sound. I'm trying to make a real life choco taco. Yeah. A real life choco taco. Because the other one the ones before that were just pure myth.